Hi, I am Daisha Powell, and this is Incognito. Hey guys, welcome back to a new episode of Incognito. I know it's been such a long time since I had a guest on, and I'm really excited about today's conversation. So today we're going to be hanging out with my girl, Sophia, and she's basically going to be giving us a rundown on her sexuality and her journey to discovering her individualism and gaining her power back from, quote unquote, coming out of the closet. So I really hope you enjoy today's conversation. A little background before we jump right into it. I wanted to have this conversation with her because... There's so many stigmas on black women and when we are proud of who we are and proud to express ourselves, it tends to be looked at as something negative. So Sophia is so useful and determined and creative and hearing her journey and hearing her take on the the road she went down. I'm really excited for you guys to hear. Uh, hey girl, how are you? Hey, love. I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm going good. I'm doing good. I'm so happy to have you on Incognito, finally. I'm also happy that you invited me. And before we hop into today's conversation, how's the day going and how are you feeling? Oh, my day is going well. It's been pretty productive, you know, receiving packages. (laughs) (laughs) That self-care, that black self-care is so important for my black health. Mm-hmm. So that's what I've been doing today, yes. And watering my babies, my plant babies. Exactly, yes. exactly. Getting those respirations in, I know. <laughs> exactly. And how's your day going? It's going good, it's going good. Uh, it was some craziness this morning, but it's all mellowed out now. I know you recently moved to New York. What is the deets on a big city? So, of course, you know, we're living during a pandemic, okay? But... It hasn't stopped me from feeling inspired. When I first moved here, I moved here basically the week of New Year's Eve, 2019, right? So basically January. Of course, I was starting to explore places. You know, I love dancing. Yeah, so, yeah, so I I was going to queer clubs, um, you know, because I love dancing, house music, my favorite genre to dance to. Um, I was also going to art museums, free art exhibits, which is beautiful because I love things free and I love everything art, well, mostly everything art, but yeah, just really making sure I was motivated because I haven't really been creating that much. I've kind of been on a hiatus from creating. I'm an artist, Mm -hmm. Um, but I always still like to make sure that I'm always inspired and stay inspired whether that's me going to places, watching performances, connecting with other creatives or human beings, people watching, or even just me, you know, taking little creative selfies. Yeah. Like, all that is therapeutic and it's helpful to keep me motivated and inspired. Yes. And exactly. And during, like, the pandemic and, you know, staying in our homes and stuff, it would it would be easily to become unmotivated and just become, you know, that couch couch potato and just unleash all your laziness because we couldn't do much and 
it really showed us how grounded we are and how passionate we are when, you know, you kept creating, you kept mm-hmm. going because it, it, was, it was so easy to just distinguish all of those activities that you were doing when the world was open. Yes, and honestly, also, I didn't mention this, um, but now I am mm-hmm. in Manhattan. So I moved to Manhattan in May, and I was in Brooklyn in December. So, of course, probably thinking, what happened, girl? You just moved there. Why did you move again? Yes. <laughs> um, I was living with a terrible, terrible roommate. I'm going to say it because I'm a black woman, okay? Um, I don't hate anybody. I don't care what ethnicity you are, what you're racist, but what you're going to do is disrespect me. Okay, mm-hmm. so I was living with a very rude, privileged white woman from Cali who just didn't know how to talk to anyone. Um, she was very condescending, and the energy was very off. Yeah, so I told myself I need to get out of there. It was okay if I had just moved and I had so many things with me. Um, I'd rather be safe in a different environment mentally and physically than staying there. You know? Exactly, yeah. So I'm so happy that I was able to move, and I'm happy that I moved into the space that I did move into because the space is great. It's as big as I need it to be. Because I'm sorry, I had my room in here, but also half of my room will be my artist space. So that's something that I really need to start creating as well. And I'm also taking my time every day to organize it more. Exactly. I'm somewhat satisfied because honestly, you know, you're never really ever done decorating your space. Yes, that is true. (laughs) You know, know, it's like, oh, I can do this or hmm, I really want to do that. Let me take that down and push it up, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, But that's also my art form as well. Being able to design, like interior design is another thing. There's so many things I want to do. Yes. Okay, okay. So let's get right into it. I know this answer, but I would love for our listeners to know, to know, as a member of the LGBTQ community, boo, how do you so, identify? It's funny. I tell people I'm a Sophia sexual. <laughs> <You know? laughs> no, really, because I'm like, only two people can be a Sophia sexual within my role. It's either myself, because I am her, or the person that's loving me, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but no. I go by queer. Like, if I need to go by anything, queer is what I go by. Because um, it's basically an umbrella of everything within the community. Yes. Where everything falls underneath it. You know what I'm saying? Uh And I choose not to use labels because for me, not for anyone else, but for me, I don't feel like I need them. Um, Also, I don't want to feel like I'm restricted to love a certain way. Even though right now, and for a long period of time, I have been loving a certain way. Who's to say I might not feel differently the next day or the next year? Mm-hmm. But I, I will always be queer, though. Exactly. So that's why I prefer that word, because for me, that word would never change. In my experience, with that would never change. Um, but just to be straight, just to be straight, <laughs> <honey>. <laughs> um, yes, I do want to be with a woman. At this point, for a while now, I want to be with a woman. And that's what my future is looking like in my head at the moment. Yes. And also, I go by she, her. Those are my pronouns I use. Mm-hmm. So, the reason why I asked you to, to, to define, because I know there are others who are still trying to figure out where they see uh-huh. themselves on there. So, I know you, you... You you are my friend, and you have reached a beautiful peak of confidence and power. And this is why this episode is called My Power, because you are the definition 
of unbothered, youthful, and brilliant. Girl. So, okay, so please tell us. I don't believe your in story. the whole. One thing I don't believe in it. I mean, I don't feel like we should have to come out. Unfortunately, I understand how the world is, and why that is a thing that we have to come out when it really should just be us um, embracing who we are mm-hmm. and understanding who we are. Um, for me, 2017 was when I had my first girlfriend. And I was working with her. You know, beautiful girl. Uh, also about that, my whole perspective on beauty, I genuinely think everyone is beautiful. I'll just keep that in mind. <laughs> you know? But, um, yeah, so I was working with her, and the first day, I wasn't even working. It was the day of my working interview. She approached me, um, and I realized right away that she identified as a lesbian. She was a lesbian. And obviously, she was very much into me. And she kept pursuing me for three months. And the first three months, I kept ignoring her. Um, but she was a close person. No, so I'll be friends with her. I was, I was hanging with her sometimes. Mm-hmm. But after the third month, I thought to myself, Sophia, maybe you should just look at this person as a person instead of looking at them as a gender. You know? Yeah. Um, and of course, before this, I was always dating men, and I thought I was going to marry a man, have kids with a man. Um, yes, but something inside of me told me, just go for it. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out, that's okay. You know, mistakes happen, or experiences happen, and you learn from it. Exactly. And there's nothing wrong with that. So, I dated her for the entire, well, for the rest of that year, 2017, we met in February. In May, and we're going here in December. Um, <laughs> yeah, it didn't work out, but that's okay. But I, I won't lie and say that I wasn't confused after I broke up with her. It's not more about me being confused. Mm-hmm. It was more about me trying to lie to myself and tell myself, "Okay, Sophia, I think you still might be interested in men." Yeah. You know? Uh-huh. Or I was also asking myself, Sophia, are you still interested in men? Are you still interested in women? Was that just an experience? Which I know was an experience for me because I'm a hard lover. I'm an intense lover, okay? Um, and I, I just knew while I was with her that wasn't something that was just going to be a one-time thing. Yes. I actually, my feelings towards men, I felt that changing when I was with her. Mm. So I knew something that was going to be long term and my second girlfriend she met me at the same company but a different location the following year but before I met her I was going through this whole phase of am I queer am I not queer um is it wrong to me to say also keep in mind that I am Liberian American with family from West Africa. I'm the first one born here in my family in the U.S. My mm. grandparents are pastors. My mom is a pastor. So I grew up as a Christian. Yes. Um, I don't use the term for myself Christian. I don't call myself a Christian. Um, right now, I call myself a child of God, a child of Yahweh, however you want to say that. Mm-hmm. I believe more in the faith. My faith was them, um, my higher power, instead of the religion. Because a lot of times the religion strays away from the importance of what you're actually doing, like the love that you're supposed to be giving and receiving. Exactly. If that makes sense. Because I used to go to our church when I was younger, and 
it's very repetitive of stand up, clap your hands, sit down, read the book. And whenever the spirit would come, they would rush it. And I don't like that. So I feel like I'm more spiritual right now, but yes, I still do believe in a higher power. Okay. Yes. Okay. Um, but that definitely affected me in my sexuality because I thought, is it a sin? Is it not a sin? And I think about death a lot. Mm, okay. Um, <laughs> you know, like how I do. I really do. And I don't know if it's a bad thing or a good thing. Well, I won't say it's a bad thing because it doesn't stop me from enjoying life and living. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it would be a bad thing if that was the case, but it's not the case. Yeah, so when I you say... I'm aware that... Not I'm trying sorry. to cut you cut you out, but when you say you think about death, is it like the afterlife a part of death or like the actual being of stillness? Girl, okay. I think about all of stuff. <laughs> I think about I really want to die peacefully in bed with my wife. <laughs> okay, okay. That's what I want to do. The I notebook. Really do <laughs> yes, who knows? That might not happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it might not happen. So let's see if I can see that to existence and manifest that, okay? Like that. Yeah, so I think about like the actual part of me dying, like how am I going to die? Is it going to be painful? Am I going to feel it? Am I gonna know that I'm going to die? Also, mm-hmm. most importantly, the most important part, of course I think about the afterlife. Yes. It, it's a scary part because you don't know. You exactly. don't know for sure. Mm-hmm. Um it it's at a point where I was researching a lot about near-death experiences because I wanted to hear the stories about those who have experienced God or have experienced hell, you know, mm-hmm. and what happened and what they experienced or why they think they experienced their near-death experience for. Um, but also, I specifically started researching at that time queer individuals experience near-death experiences because I thought myself if being queer is a sin then why would someone be able to experience heaven as their near-death experience you understand what I'm saying I do so it just made me think that it's not really a sin um and honestly to me I don't feel it's a sin honestly in the bible they talk about it of course, not with the word homosexual, but they do talk about certain things. But they mm-hmm. talk about a lot of different things. So it's kind of like picking and choosing at this point. Exactly. <laughs> okay? And when but I see... I'm sorry. No, no, it's fine. When I see uh, when when I see people say, oh, God would banish you for loving <sighs> your same sex or things like that, I... But you just... You said the key word, love. They're loving. They're loving exactly. each other. They're being with each other. And every time someone tries to question or give their point of view, like, I, God knows your heart. You know what I mean? So no matter exactly. how you love or how you look, God knows your true heart and your true self. So when people, I feel like when they read those scriptures, they interpret it and they uh-huh. put the negative connotations on it because religion is the same thing that started slavery, but people don't want to understand that. But we're not going to go there because this is about you today. Oh. And I I understand exactly what you're saying, but you can go, you can continue. 
Yes, and we can get to that topic another time because <laughs> the unlearning and learning that is trying to do with religion while still being faithful is something right now. It's, it's very much something. Mm-hmm. And I understand why a lot of queer individuals are not religious. I understand yep. that. And a lot of agnostics, some think they're atheists, but I feel like most of them are actually agnostic because they don't totally not believe in a higher power. They're just questioning or they feel like they've been hated against. And why would you want to be in connection with something or people that have hated you because of how you feel you just mess up your life? Because mm-hmm. you want to love. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? So yes. I understand why people feel that way. Um, but yeah, so but before I had my second girl from 2018, I started dating her in June. Near the ending of June, but in the beginning of June was really tied. And 2018 was my first pride festival I went to and actually was my best friend Karen. He's gay. I actually met him in my art school. And it was his first pride festival as well. So I love to share that moment together. Um but when I went there was important for me because I felt loved. All the concerns or questions I had about my sexuality it went away as I was there enjoying, you know, mm-hmm. the beauty of the whole community. Can and I ask what a question? We are, what we stand for. Can I ask a question, please? Of course. I know this is going to go back to the first, uh, our first part of the conversation, but mm-hmm. how did you know? Like, I don't want to sound like I am not educated here because I am and I know, but how how did you know like what you were interested in when you like with women? Because I feel like people get that so misconstrued, you know what I mean? How, mm-hmm. how as, and I'm asking this not as um, a queer person at all. I'm asking you as a black woman. Because you know, we, 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 our, our stigmas that we have, like, how did you know, like, I'm, I don't want a man. I, I, like, I know you say you always seen your whole life, you know, having kids, being with a man, but. When you made mm-hmm. when you made that internal change, how did you know? Like, what inside of you was like, "Nah, that ain't for me. That ain't me." <laughs> so it started off, um, as I said before, I, I want to try to look at her as a person instead of a woman. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I'm talking to a woman. Like, no, I'm talking to this person. Yeah. So that's how it started off me dating her. Um, okay. I was getting past her gender. Okay. And at first, it was a thing where. I felt the way because I'm thinking, wow, I can't naturally have kids with this person in the future if I possibly want to, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and that was an issue in the beginning. And I was thinking, okay, she's a female. Her body is different. You know, she's not a male. Also, I should express this. So I am a virgin. Um, I have done something, some sex probably some sexual things, but if we're speaking penetration, yeah, I'm a virgin. I'm a virgin. And I, and I was saving myself for marriage. Um, there has been close encounters, <laughs> um, but I intentionally had to save myself for marriage. Okay? So, yeah. when I was with her, in the beginning, thinking, okay, this experience is going to be different. It's, I, it's not as if I even knew what it felt like. But I feel like it's going to be different because you're not a man, you're a woman. But each day that I spent more time with her, I realized 
because female energy between two females mm-hmm. is very much different. <laughs> um, it's more loving. It's more comfortable. I don't know how to really explain it in all the words I need to. What I'm trying to say is I can never experience love with a woman the way you can I thought I would be able to with a man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know exactly. You know? Yeah. And I'm using love right now very loosely um, because I've only really been in love genuinely one time that was with my second girlfriend mm-hmm. um we both love each other we were both extremely in love with each other um yes but right now i'm using the word love loosely um so like the act of it like just the whole nature of it uh-huh. um me connecting with someone so i can't connect that way with a man as i do with a woman um and i started to realize i actually not objectifying or sexualizing, but I actually love the woman's body. Mm. Our bodies are beautiful. Yes. Okay. Mm. Uh, our spirits are beautiful. Even when we're the strongest at this thing, there's still something just so soft and loving about mm. us. And I love that. We're and nature. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and something about that just felt good. Absolutely the first time I experienced that and never experienced it from men. So, I guess I realized that I want to keep being with a woman. At that point, after the relationship, I wasn't sure if men were out of the picture, but I know a woman definitely were not out of the picture. Right. Um, but I feel like me going back and forth until my next relationship, which is also with another woman, kind of just... Well, it didn't really do anything because at the end of the day... Today, I still just want to be a woman. Like, I no longer want to be a man. So it was really just me trying to force myself to think, okay, oh, yes, you're into men. You're still into men. You can still be a man. You can still, you know, have children with men. No, that's not what I want. That's not what I'm interested in. Exactly. You know, mm-hmm. even after my second relationship, I went back and forth again. Because I feel like there were some people, and when I say some people, um, my mom, Yes. <laughs> you know? Uh-huh. And my dad trying to, I guess, push me back into the closet, which I don't believe in. I never was in a closet. Um, I was being my first girlfriend. I was never ashamed or anything. Mm-hmm. You know, I was just out. You know, of course, some, some of these things were new to me, but I was just out. I wasn't hiding or afraid to touch her in public or put her hand in public. None of that. The only person I felt like I had to tell them, like, hey, I'm dating women with my mom. And I told her that later that year, uh, for being my girlfriend. My girlfriend, sorry about that. But, yeah. Um, how does your family view you and your sexuality? But I feel like you're about to get into that. Yeah, I feel like you're about to, uh, I, I feel like you're about to take the fork off the stove. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh my god. Okay, so, hmm. So I told my mom, 2017, November 2017, I actually told her on my birthday, and I was next to my ex-girlfriend at the time, which well, she's my girlfriend at the time, and I'm like, mom, so I'm dating somebody, and I love that's okay, and I'm like, but the person I'm dating is not a man, mm-hmm. it's a woman, <laughs> mm. and what was her mom, reaction? It's funny to me, because the first thing she said was, Jesus. <laughs> like, like the accent came out. Right. And, you know. 
America <laughs> Media. <laughs> like, yeah, I laughed for a second in my head. Um, but a few seconds later, she said, okay. And then she said, as a woman of God, I can't accept that, but I love you. You're my daughter. And nothing is ever going to stop me accepted you too like I understand she said like she's a child of God so you know uh, she wouldn't mm-hmm. accept your sexuality but as my daughter I will love you like no matter what basically so mama you're kind of being indecisive here <laughs> no but yeah, I, like, I get what she's saying yeah, yeah. exactly like I appreciate that it's like I appreciate that you know um, and I don't take it for granted because mm-hmm. I know it can be so much worse. Exactly. It really can. Uh-huh. Um, and I'm actually going to get back to this topic later. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to speak of my dad real quick. Yes. So I didn't tell my dad. My mom told my dad. And then also, it was a whole thing. I had tattoos. Um, and they had not seen me's arm since 2016 when I left the house. Just to let y'all know. It's 2020. They haven't seen my arm since 2016. Okay, so they, they don't really know what new tattoos I have, but it was a huge thing, and I left the house. So I wasn't in contact with them, but at the end of 2017, I was in contact with them. Mm-hmm. And I felt okay to be there at that time because my aunt and my cousin were with me and went to, you know, my family event for the holiday. Yeah. So when I went to the house that time, meeting. my mom and my dad, not that I mean, it's more of a discussion, but I just don't like how my dad went about it. Mm. Obviously, from the way we discuss things, he doesn't accept me with that. And I just feel like certain things you can, you know, express in a more loving way. Yes, always. Or just don't say some things at all, you know? Uh-huh. Um, like, don't disrespect me. You know what I'm saying? And I understand people are hurt, but I don't understand what's the whole thing of people being hurt because of how someone is loving or why, not why, but who they want to love. Like, what is that? It just doesn't make sense to me. Hey, I don't <laughs> think it will ever make sense to the fact that you are so against me loving someone, but what, but it's still love. Like, I, I never wrap my head around that. Like, so you and dad are fine, but me and my girlfriend aren't, you know, but I love her and you love him. It's just, I don't think, I think people just see, like you said, they don't see the person as a person. They see them, well, a woman shouldn't be with a woman or a man shouldn't be with a man, but they're persons just like you were a person with your person that you love. Mm. Yes, exactly. And also, it's also the fact that I mean, I have to bring it in here, the religion. Yep. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, they're so stuck on that. They're so stuck on that. But so many, quote unquote, Christians, they pick and choose. They pick and choose what is okay and what is not okay. So you're telling me everybody in the church 
didn't have any sexual relationships before they got married. Right. You're telling me everyone doesn't eat food that they're not supposed to eat? Mm. Um, you're telling me that women are not allowed to wear pants? I'm just saying, if we're going to... Yeah, if we're going to, like, spew it, yeah. But there's so, there's so many things mm-hmm. that we shouldn't be doing. You know? Exactly. Exactly. It, it's like, I don't get it. But if you're going to complain about sin, then complain about all the sins. Exactly. Don't just pick and choose. Because mm-hmm. I feel like homosexuality is a sin that they always want to bring up. They always want to bring up. I feel like they, when I say they, I'm talking about like majority of the world, you know. But I'm talking about Christians. I'm talking about Christians right now. They they would prefer pedophiles than someone being queer. I see, and I I noticed that, and that. I, like, I'm not going to touch on it. I'm not going to touch on it. You know? Yeah, exactly. Listen. Not today. <laughs> <laughs> it just doesn't make sense to me. Exactly. Um, but at this point, I'm just focused on me, mm-hmm. um, you know, and I don't care what the Bible says. I'm sorry for anybody that's hearing this. Sorry, mom. Sorry, family. If you ever hear this, you know, um, <laughs> but yes, I don't care what the Bible says. And when I say that, I mean, if I'm being a loving person, you know, I know that I'm putting all my positive energy and love towards, you know, different people, putting, putting it towards the universe. Exactly. And I'm loving someone. That's the only quote unquote sin. Like, I had, I had nothing to worry about. Like, I had nothing to worry about. Like, as long as I'm being a loving person to the world, being the best that I can be, I had nothing to worry about. I can't worry about anything else. I can't worry about you caring about who I'm loving or why I'm loving that person or why I'm attracted to a certain type of person. I, I can't. I can't. And I'm not going to drive myself crazy trying to tell myself that I'm not into women. So last year, um, I talked to a few people last year. Mm-hmm. Actually, only two people I talked to. You know, one person for like a month, and I talked to this other person for like six months who I had to eventually cut off for my self-love. Right. Um, and that was right before I moved to New York, actually. But yes, I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> In the last year, I would say that I was going back and forth with my sexuality, mm-hmm. trying to see myself lost. Oh, maybe you might be into this person. Or not even about the maybe I might be into this person. It's the whole tell myself who I'm going to love is not okay. Or you don't want to love that person or that type of person. Meaning a woman because I'm into women. Okay? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, well, actually, I want, to, I want to be into one woman because I'm, I'm monogamous. Um, and I feel like that's something I should, you know, definitely say. Because the whole queer community is monogamous. That's okay. Uh, whatever you want to do with your life, you do that. That's your life as long as everyone's happy. But for me... I'm monogamous. I want to be with one person. I want to be rude with one person. I want to be in a creative, artistic relationship with one person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But I want to be great. I want to be a boss-up, art-queer couple. That's what I am going to be. Let's put that into existence. That's what I'm going to be. Okay? Yes. But, um, 
yeah, I kept going back and forth. And it was at a point, before I did talk to those two individuals last year, mm-hmm. with those women, I, I was stopping myself from talking to anybody because I didn't want to get into anything and drag someone along into something I wasn't sure of and hurt them because of my confusion my sexuality, or whatever self-battle I had going on with my sexuality, uh-huh. if that makes sense. Yes. Um, and that hurts because I love love. I want to be with someone. Now, understand, I'm a tense lover. I want to be with someone so badly, but I am not desperate. Okay? I know myself worth. I don't force things. If it's not meant to be, it's not meant to be. Um, but I do put in effort. But eventually, if effort's not, you know, received, she's back, I'm going to cut it off. So, I know what I want in my intense lover, but at the same time, I'm not desperate. But, the fact that I didn't want to be in a relationship with anybody or even try anything, it said a lot for me. Because I didn't want to be with anyone at the moment because I didn't want to hurt someone with my confusion, and, and it sucks. Like, you know how love is, you know? Like, yeah. you're married to your love of your life, dude. Like, you get, you get it, you know? Uh, yeah. Like, do you remember how it was when you were single? Exactly. I had to, uh, when, before I even got with John, I got out of my last relationship, I had to, well, I didn't have to. I wanted to heal every wound from my past, mm-hmm. make sure I wasn't bringing anything into my new relationship that will keep hunting mm-hmm. and keep making me make those mistakes that I did. And I wanted to actually have a fresh start after my last relationship. So I waited two okay. years till I knew that I was healed and I was ready to go out there again and find someone. So I totally get what you're saying. Yeah. I totally get it. Yes. Um, Dang, girl, tears. Yeah, man. You, you do that. <laughs> you know, like, healing is different for everyone. So I understand. Yeah. I understand. But, yeah, so... There was a moment, and of course I'm never going to forget, there was a moment that I experienced that made me say to myself, you know what, Sophia? It's okay. You're mm-hmm. not going to hide yourself anymore. Mm-hmm. I actually said to myself, I don't want to do this anymore. It's draining. Um, I'm not going to hide who I am or who I want to love. Mm-hmm. So... In the beginning of last year, it's sad. There was a child named Nigel. I think he was in the ninth grade. Mm-hmm. And he killed himself. He committed suicide in the year. Actually, I'm sorry. Give me a second because I really need to get his full name. I don't want to say his incorrect name. Okay. It's live. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, last year, the beginning of last year, there was this boy named Nigel Shelby. And he was a gay teen who committed suicide because he was getting bullied for his sexuality. Mm-hmm. This beautiful black baby boy. I said baby boy because, you know, he's younger than me. But this beautiful black baby boy. And, yeah, I can feel it. I can feel it all right now again. It, it just hurt me so much. Yeah. And I felt that hurt. And whatever pain he felt, that he thought he had to take his life away. Mm-hmm. And it was that it's um, he wasn't getting love from his family because his mom loved him as he was. Yeah. She totally accepted him, totally mm-hmm. as is. But I guess he just couldn't take it. And it just made me feel sad that he's not the only one to commit suicide or that has committed suicide. 
And it's like, I'm not saying that I was going down that road or I ever would have, but I'm, I'm just like, you know what? This is dumb. I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not hiding myself anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, I know who I want to love, and there's nothing wrong with that. I'm going to love a woman. Exactly. And that's it. I'm not going back and forth. Or you know who I am. I'm not going to have anyone that is my family members tell me or try to guide me into some direction they want me to, you know, be or living in some life they want me to live. That's not me, you know? Mm-hmm. So I decided that when I went back to my house um, on Mother's Day, which is like I think a month after he killed himself, maybe two months after, mm-hmm. um, I don't know why it's a thing. I don't know if it's like black families or African families. When you're a girl in a family, they always want to know who you're dating. That is true. Are you single? <laughs> yes. You know? so yes. I'm already prepared to answer these things when I went over there to my mom's house for Mother's Day. Um, yes. Yeah, so when I went there, I was talking with my dad. It was a nice conversation because he hadn't seen me in a while. You know, it's a great conversation we had. And at the end of the conversation, he jokingly says, so, Safaya, who's the boyfriend? You know, jokingly. Yeah. And he's like, just kidding. But, of course, I was annoyed with that question. Of course you um, are. And I replied back, no one. And then a few minutes later, my oldest brother, he had asked me, so, who are you dating? And I told him, no one. You know? Mm-hmm. And I was so pissed at myself the line twice within less than 30 minutes because I had told myself and prepared myself um, to tell the truth, be open, to not hide anything, you know, because I knew they were going to ask me. It's like I knew they were going to ask me, but that really bothered me. So later that evening when everyone left, it was just my parents and my brother and his wife. I have a question. I'm sorry? I have a question. Do you think... Yes. I, I know, like, it it was, like, a time for you, but do you think when they asked you, like, do you have a boyfriend, do you think that was in malicious intent? How how do you think they were trying to, like, put that in there? Oh, do you have a boyfriend knowing that you're, like, yeah, I like girls, dad? Like, how? No, here's the thing, though. I feel like they're the type of parent, if, if they don't see it or they don't hear it, it's not there. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's gone away. But I'm gonna bring it up, too, um, what my dad said, one of the things my dad said when I later brought it up to them. So, later that evening, don't worry, I'm going to answer that question. Later that evening, I go to my brother. I'm like, hey, Alfred, I'd like to talk to you about something. He's like, sure, what is this, sweetie? And I said, and this is my oldest brother. Mm-hmm. I said, remember earlier when you asked me if I was talking to anyone, I said no. He's like, yes. I'm like, well, I lied about that. I am talking to someone. And then I started crying. And then he's like, it's okay. So, he walked me upstairs to my old bedroom. He was sat on the bed, and she's like, okay, so what do you need to tell me? I said, okay, so I am dating someone. And he said, okay. I said, but it's not a, it's not a guy. And then he's like, okay. And I'm just thinking in my head, come on now. You know what I'm saying. I feel like we have to, like, <laughs> you know, get it out. But then I was like, I'm dating a woman. And then he looked at me, and then the first thing he did It's literally how Christians are supposed to treat everyone, especially the queer community. The first thing he did was hug me. He pulled me to his chest. Mm-hmm. He hugged me so tightly. Mm-hmm. He said, I love you and you're my baby sister. You know, and yeah. I think it's going to stop me from loving you. And it's okay. 
And I told him, I'm like, yes, I've been going back and forth, you know, trying to tell myself, oh, I don't want to be with a woman, but I do. And he said, what exactly do you want? I told him, I want to be in a beautiful, monogamous, monogamous relationship with a woman. I want to marry a woman. I want to have a wife one day. Yeah. You know? Uh-huh. And possibly have a family. Maybe I might not want a family in the future, but that's okay. You know, we'll decide then. But I want to be with a woman and have my wife. Exactly. And I want to be her wife as well. Like, I want to be happy. And I said it was driving me crazy trying to act like that's not what I wanted. And he said, at the end of the day, no one can judge you but God. Mm-hmm. And he said, if that's what you think you need to do to live your best life, then do it. I can't judge you. No one can judge you. And I love you. You're her baby sister. But literally how he talked to me, the way he talked to me, the way he approached me, is literally how every queer should be approached about their sexuality, especially from a Christian mm-hmm. that are supposed to be loving people. Exactly. I, like, from that conversation we had, I don't know if he's against it or what. It doesn't matter. All I know is that he was there for me, he accepts me, he loves me. And I'm so happy I told him before I told my parents again, um, because he, he stayed there with me, even though his wife took the kids home that night. He stayed there with me because I asked him, can you stay here a little bit? I have to go tell mom and dad. So I go downstairs, and I said, mom and dad, I need to talk to you. So I'm like, mom and dad? Uh, remember earlier, well, dad, we asked me if I was dating someone. I said, no. I said, well, I am dating someone, but I'm dating a woman. Mm. Um, and then my mom was like, well, you know, I already told you how I felt about that. I can't accept it, but remember I told you I love you and nothing will ever stop me from loving you. Yeah. Mm. And that is true because she has never, ever, ever disrespected me in any way towards my sexuality. Yeah. She has never been a rude thing or, you know, many people disrespect it. So I believe her. And I, I know she loves me. I understand that. Uh-huh. But right before my, right before my dad spoke, um, my brother I love that he did this. Basically, he he respectfully stepped into the conversation real quick, kind of saying a way to my dad, or I'm saying to him, this is how we're going to speak with this conversation. This is the tone we're going to speak. Basically, he just said, thank you for allowing me to be this conversation. He's talking to me um, to be here to experience this, and we're listening. That was him basically saying to my dad, dad, this is how we're going to talk. You know, because he knows how my dad can be. Yeah. Yeah, so, but my dad, though, I feel like if my brother didn't do that, it could have been worse. But my dad, he just, I understand he was hurt. Um, What we talked about earlier, people being hurt because of how someone loves or who they're, who they're loving. Um, But I just feel like he, he, he can be more respectful when it comes to that. Yeah. And certain things he shouldn't say to me, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, But at, at one point, I just, I didn't feel like staying there anymore. I'm not a, I'm an adult. I'm a woman. I'm their child, yes, but I'm also a woman yeah. that keeps my space and my peace however I need to. It doesn't matter with who, even family members. So I'm like, you know what, Dad? Uh, I think we're going to leave the conversation. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, and as I was walking away, going upstairs, my brother, I thought my mom was trying to get me to sit back down, but my brother, he's He's really upset about it. My dad was speaking to me. Mm. Now, my dad loves me. I'm not going to go ahead and act like he's some terrible person. He's not. But whatever reason, for whatever reason, he, he is hurt or was hurt the way he was at the moment about my sexuality, the way he was speaking, it really um, bothered my brother. He got upset and my brother said, Dad, 
there's certain things you can't say to your kids. Exactly. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, there's certain things you're not supposed to say. And I just didn't want to hear anymore. Like, I went upstairs. I need to take a breather. Even though I was calm and relaxed, because I don't let anything, I don't allow anything to stress me. You know, or I try not to most of the time. I don't mm-hmm. allow anything to stress me. Um, but I did hear them getting into a little, a little something, 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 something downstairs. <laughs> uh, so my mom was kind of like, you know, keep everything calm. Um, I'm not really giving any details or anything, but, you know, keep everything calm. And then my dad probably went upstairs to calm himself down. I was in the corner. It's like, you know, he came down, talked to me afterwards, but I just felt like what was said, like, what was said was said. Um, I experienced something similar when I showed them my tattoos mm-hmm. before. And just like, what was said was said. It's like I have good, a good memory, but also I have especially a good memory for things like that. Yes. Like you might forget what you said, but I'll remember, ver- I'll remember verbatim what you said years ago. You know? Yeah. Um, so... I'm just thinking in my head, you already said what you said, you know? Um, like I told them, I'm not asking them for the permission or acceptance. I'm just letting you know that I'm here, I'm queer, <laughs> you know, and this is my life. Um, I, I don't want to have to say this again. I'm not explaining to anyone again anything. Yes. And after that, I was and I'm still just living my best life as I am as a queer person, you know? Yes. Uh-huh. And when I say that you got this power, like, you, it it shows in your story, and I hope our listeners can understand this if they're going through their own struggles and stuff, that you are you. And that's what your, your, your mom understood that. But I feel like your dad had a still, I don't know if he's still trying to figure it out now, but was still trying to grasp at, like, this is my child I raised, yes, but... She she is her own person. She is her own being, and I guess the I I want to I don't even want to call it exotic, but your uh-huh. your 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 shift like your metamorphosis was something he wasn't prepared for as a a parent, I guess if you want to put it that way, you know. And when I honestly, like, I'm not gonna lie, I wasn't prepared for it either. I didn't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like. <laughs> you know, I and you you didn't and but it still when you still were trying to figure it out it it didn't help when he was making those remarks it 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 just kept trying to like i don't i don't know what word i'm looking for right now but it was kind of keep shifting you trying to find yourself you were trying to find yourself in the mix of all that that's why you weren't telling them like no i'm not seeing anyone right now and you knew you were seeing one like i don't know you, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. like, the metamorphosis probably did happen to you. And it, I want to say it also happened to him, too, because now he has to adjust to who you are, your tattoos. You, my, I am a queer dad. I am with a woman dad. Like, you, you just had to adjust to it. And you have your power, and your power just shows, like, I I hurt to find this part of me because girl, you, you would just speak, you would just talk, and everyone just come in contact with you. They would not think this, of like, you know, your journey of what you went through, you know what I mean? And that's why I was saying how useful you are, 
and just just delicate like not delicate because she she come hard all right i ain't saying that but (laughs) how delicate i'm all the energy yes yes and you're just so passionate i'm so proud and i'm so happy for you no, thank you so much. Thank you so much. That, that really means a lot to me. It really does. Um, darn it. give me a second. I'll stop. I'll stop the track. One. Yeah, so I'm, I'm just at a place in my life where it's not that bad things aren't happening to me or bad things, quote unquote, bad things aren't going to happen to my life. It's just I'm at a point where... I've evolved so much mm-hmm. that I have taken my negative experiences and use them as actual lessons. Where where a lot of people will take it and use it as a way to victimize themselves. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, why is this happening to me? I can't go on. I'm not saying you can't feel it, you know, and mourn. Yes, it's gonna hurt. There's yeah. a lot of experiences that hurt us so bad, but I'm just like, okay, what can I learn from this? How can it make me a better person? I will come on, my first girlfriend, after we broke up, um, and parts of our relationship, I probably heard her too. I probably heard her too. I'm saying that because I'm not perfect, and I know, you know, the probably some things I have done that I haven't seen, but she really hurt me, and she really hurt me, especially after we stopped dating. Mm-hmm. It was a whole situation where she came to my job with her ex-girlfriend, who she said she wasn't into while we were dating, who mm-hmm. was still trying to get back with her after dating. So, you know, that messed me up. Like, you come to my job, you disrespect me, with your ex-girlfriend, like, you know that's going to shake me up. Exactly. Um, you know, I thought she was trying to get a reaction out of me. But I just said in my head, me to myself, hurt people hurt people. Exactly. And that reflection, no, they're hurt. It's not a reflection of who I am. So that just made me want to love more instead of hating. Exactly. And yeah, that's... it's like, I flipped it on you, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, that made me want to love more. And that's so why I'm always oh, looking at... I'm sorry? No, you can go. You can go. No, no, yeah. So, I, it just, I'm always looking at a way to evolve or, like, how I can learn something from the situation or what I'm supposed to learn. Like, everything literally is a lesson for me now, you know? Mm-hmm. And, like I said before, quote-unquote, bad things are always going to be happening to you, you know? Mm-hmm. But it's how you deal with the situation. It's how you let it affect you. That's what changes. So that's the power that you have. You probably don't have the power to, you know, control things happening and how they're going to happen, but you definitely should have the power to react, how you're going to react, and how you're going to let it affect your life. Exactly. And your happiness mm-hmm. and your joy. So is it is important, guys, and it's really important to know who you are. And I really hope that you understand these, these key facts and understanding yourself and being able to love properly. Is when you know who you are, no one can take that from you. Is that, you know, you should love yourself and know who you are and know your worth before you get into a relationship. Mm-hmm. But also, I'm not really so strong on the entire, you have to love yourself before you love anyone else. Oh, no. yeah. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, a lot of times, you meet someone because they're not there to fix you, but they're there at that point in your life. And maybe longer, you know. Um, mm-hmm. to help you heal, you know? Sometimes people come in your life and they help you love yourself more. Exactly. And that's why you fall in love with them because they help you realize what your why worth you is. love yourself. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. So, so yes, it's good to love yourself before you get into a relationship, but it's also fine to not be perfect because we'll never be perfect. And it's also time, sorry, it's also fine to still 
hurting and healing in certain ways mm-hmm. because sometimes people come and they have the other pieces that you might need in order to continue healing. Mm-hmm. You know? Yes. And I've learned that. So, yes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> ah. <laughs> so, I think that's that's it, guys. Like I I really It is. <laughs> I I really hope that you you guys are taking something from this conversation, even taking notes because I feel like I learned a few things that maybe I want to go back and think about for myself from hearing Sophia's story. And I don't want you guys to take anything and try to put a toxic symbol on it because mm-hmm. that that won't help your case here. If you are still discovering you and your sexuality or your journey, it takes time. If you feel trapped or you feel like you're not doing enough, it is on your time. Don't let anyone rush you to be something that you are not. And don't let yourself rush you to be something that you're not. It all takes time. And that's all I got to say today. Sophia, where can we find you on the social media platforms? So you can find me on Instagram at eclectic.body. But it's spelled like E-C-L-E-C-T-I-C, period. Family only. Some of you may have noticed as well that Sophia's episode last week did not go up Friday at 3 p.m. Standard Time. Um, I'm guessing I had a I'm guessing I had a software malfunction. I don't know. Um, the platform that I upload my podcast on, I reached out to them and they were giving me the runaround to why I didn't upload. But it, it's here this week. Um, I reached out to Sophia and I apologize for the delay. But I just listened to our episode again, and I just want to say how empowering and how great this conversation was. And I'm so happy Sophia got a chance to tell her story and her truth. So have a great day and stay tuned for more episodes of Incognito. Bye. Bye.